This is the second half of episode three of the Don't Call Me Political podcast. As I mentioned in the first half, we decided to split this episode into two because of the length ended up being about three hours long. So if you want to catch the first half, if you didn't catch it, it should already be in your podcast feed as long as you're subscribed. Uh, Or if you want to catch the episode in its entirety with no cuts, you can always get that on our YouTube page, youtube.com, Don't Call Me Political. In this half of the episode, we're going to be talking about the two main topics of the week, including the migrant caravan and the domestic terrorism events of the week, including the bomb sent to Democratic officials and the shooting at the Pittsburgh synagogue and the shooting at the Louisville Kroger. Enjoy. So we have two big topics to talk about. So we'll start with yours. Start with mine. And it's going to lead into what we were just talking about, so that's good. Okay. Yeah. So, who the caravan from Honduras, right? How, yeah. how close have you been following it, Paul? Not super close. Yeah. So I'm 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 going to rely on you to educate me. Right. So I'm I'm I, I'm not a hundred percent on why I get so irritated about this topic, but uh, I'm just gonna just gonna go through it. So 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 about a thousand people, I think, initially uh were organized uh in a caravan to leave honduras um out of a um, humanitarian company in tijuana right and uh the numbers have swelled uh when i last did my research it was at five thousand i've heard now that it's it's uh seven thousand two hundred um so Trump doesn't want to let them in. That's that's the gist of, of the problem that we're running into, right? We don't want yeah. to let these immigrants in, right? Yeah. Isn't he sending troops to the border? Well, he claims he is. We'll see. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... And not those scrub national well, we're Guard. Gonna talk about, legitimate we're, don't don't worry. We're going to get into the troops at the border. So, okay. So, they're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists, right? So, like... Okay. That, the, the reason ostensibly that we don't want these refugees coming into our country are for two reasons. Okay. Primarily it's because people don't want, you know, immigrants running around committing a bunch of crime. Okay. Or there's terrorists sneaking in. Yeah. Now, isn't that what Mike Pence said? There's a, there's a, um, there's a famous, um, joke or a colloquialism, uh, saying, um, and I think it originated in the FBI, uh, no, in the, um, tobacco and firearm administration and it's do you know what the best way atf maybe it's the drug enforcement it's some big government it's a common joke um do you know the best way to smuggle weed into the country is or sorry to smuggle a nuke into the country is no hide it in a bale of marijuana okay right it's so so the argument about terrorists coming in through this caravan i mean i I don't know that that's the, the most direct route, right? Where the entire world is watching them. Oh, yeah. Every, everyone's focused on this caravan. It's a big deal. We're right. sending troops. Right, right. So there's actually border yeah. control. Right. That's how they're going to do it. Right. The most publicized border in, like, in the world, maybe, yep. other, than, other than North Korea, right? Yep. That's, what we're, that, that's where they're going to come in, right? Yep. The front door. Yeah. Okay, fine. I, I don't know how to argue against that, but ah. anywho, yeah. maybe just check anywho the only thing less plausible the only thing i think uh yeah less plausible is that they're fleeing a war-torn area and halfway across the world and going through a 24-month process uh where they're vetted and interviewed multiple times in order to get into the country mm-hmm. and i and, and, and you know, I, i've channels. heard a lot <laughs> I, i've heard a lot of uh, right-wing punditry about can you guarantee me that there are no criminals. I, I, uh, I, I heard this on Fox News and I've heard another person repeat it. 
can you guarantee me that there are not going to be any criminals that are going to enter this country, you know, in that caravan? You can't guarantee me that. It's like, yeah, but there's like 5,000 of them. And I grew up in a town of between 5,000 and 10,000. And some of them are, some of them are criminals. Sure. And I know that because we have a jail. Yeah. So. Yeah. I can't guarantee that, you know, all the people. This is this, this this fall. I want, I really, I, 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 every time I hear just nonsense like this, I want to follow it to his conclusion. Right. So let's say clearly if that's your position, what you care about is, is reducing crime in our country. Well, in that case, we should just deport the immigrant, the, the criminals that are already here. Okay. No, it's, it's, I mean, well, you, you, you know, have, you, you don't have you you don't have a problem with criminals in your country. You have the problem with increasing the population at all. Because if any percentage of five thousand people is going to have a criminal in it, mm-hmm. right? So you just have a problem with increasing the population. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I don't know what else to say about like criminals in. I mean, there's going to be criminals. I mean, I do think there there might be some kind of um basic idea that yes any given population is going to have some percentage of criminals in it and but the ones that are here are already here and we can't do anything with them except throw them in prison Mm -hmm. but if we accept another population and because i think the core and i think i don't know if this is what you're missing but i think the core of the idea is that if they bring in those people yeah there's going to be some criminals in there but I think what you and I would say was, is, well, okay, yes, there's some percentage and you're never going to get away from that. And most of the data indicates that it's a smaller percentage than mm-hmm. the native born population. You know, most data indicates that, that first generation immigrants commit crime at lower rates than native born population in the U S. And, but I think what we would say is it, it's worth the risk to help a lot of people. And most of the data indicates that immigration has a positive, has a net positive economic effect. Mm. And so you take the risk that, yeah, some of them are going to be criminals because that's how populations work. That's how statistics work. And in return, 4,950 of them, you know, are fleeing, they get asylum and they come and they build wonderful lives in this country right yeah and i think the core assumption when they say like how can you guarantee there are no criminals i think the part is what they're overlooking is they don't see the other 4950 of them adding any value either uh and they're also clearly suggesting that criminals don't have the right to to uh, request asylum is that, well yeah is that the case is that the law that criminals don't have the right to request asylum uh well if if they're already criminals if they haven't committed a criminal act yet, no, they have the right to claim asylum. So, I mean, but like if, if somebody, co- that's the thing. Our laws are pretty clear. If somebody comes here and they're part of this caravan and they come in and we process their asylum pledge, first of all, most of them are going to get rejected anyway. Mm-hmm. We reject like, I don't know, 80%. I, I don't know I that's think, statistic I think, I think for it, sure. I think it is close to 80 I think it's close to 80%. We reject the vast majority of asylum claims, right? And they, the Trump administration has only made it more difficult. They've narrowed even more. Like, for example, I know a few months ago they implemented a new rule that women coming here fleeing domestic violence, mm-hmm. that's no longer a, a proper qualification for uh, refugee status for asylum. So, so if somebody comes here and they legally request asylum and you know, we process that claim and they have a criminal history. 
we're going to reject them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like that's, what's going to happen. That's what happens every day, you know? So I, uh, that argument to me is just kind of like, well, okay, but there's a process to handle that. I don't know right. what your point is. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, if, 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 if the, you know, what would, what, what would sound like a reasonable conservative, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be my position, but if, if, if the conservative position on this was okay, fine, let them in, but they're all on probation. We're going to check out, we're going to check on them for a while, make sure there's no creeps in there. I.e. the law. Going to keep an eye on them, yeah. right? They have to report in every once in a while or something. Like if yeah. I, I, I would find that a bit overreaching, but okay, fine. I mean, you're describing current law. I, I know, I know. Well, status quo, that would be what I would expect from conservatives. But, <laughs> so, and you were saying that the reason, like, that it's important, like, we should let these people in because it's the right thing to do for so many Right. I think there's mm-hmm. a, there's a much more practical, if you want, I mean, there's a much more practical reason. How are we going to stop this from, how are we going to stop this from happening? Oh yeah. Right. So, so yeah. yeah. So as you said, so you, Trump says he wants to bring, uh, troops to the border. He says he wants yeah. to build a wall. Yep. Right. This is a big talk. And it's all, and this is what I was talking about earlier with, uh, um, about, um, well, so the troops get down there what they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna point their guns and shoot at at a caravan of people right that's the plan i don't think it's the plan right so what are they gonna do when they get there and moreover in general his like ideas about immigration across like our southern border right a continent size border have you seen have you actually seen um his like plan for what the wall should look like what it should be, how, how, how the wall will is, be designed. Is there an official one? I saw a several, uh, he was doing prototypes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, the prototypes. That, have, you, have you looked at it? No. Okay, so it's about 30 feet high, which is high, right? Yeah. It's about like five or six feet across right. of cement. Right. And that's it, right? Yeah. And then some like, um, what are those? Uh, it's just like the fence that already exists across like half the border. And then some like metal plate across the middle of right, it right? right so i mean well, it's a good thing mexico doesn't have access to the technology known as ladders right or dynamite or ropes so or like, shovels oh yeah so yeah yeah and i think i think it's supposed to be five feet deep to prevent digging mm, 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 mm. so it's a good thing it's a good thing the soil is only five feet deep and then you hit a concrete bedrock so border continent sized sure. border Sure. Control has sure. been implemented before. 2,000 miles. And yeah. Trump has brought it up before. Yeah. Well, that's what the Great Wall of China looks like, oh, right? That okay. is effective border control. It kept the Huns out, right? It did wor- it? it? It did. Well, until the <laughs> politics got in the way, but it, it, it did. It, I mean, it, okay. it was well-manned. It, it, so, yeah. and when people would show up, right. they would shoot at them, yes. and then they would throw rocks at them, right. right, when they tried to climb it. Yes. That is what border control looks like. Yes. Right? It wasn't the mere existence of the wall. It was the fact that people were standing on the wall with weapons. Right. And that's yes. exactly right. It was, there was a, the, the, so wall, so a wall is a, is a deterrent to a pedestrian, not a migrant. Right. Right. A, a, uh, the only thing that's going to deter human mass human migration is right. death. Right. Is, is violence that will deter you. Right. Right. Uh, because we know for a fact that tear gas doesn't deter you. Right. Right. I, have you seen the videos of them tear gassing them in Gu- this, this caravan in Guatemala? No. Well, it didn't stop them. So I don't know what this wall is going to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> well, you know, what's interesting about it is. It, <laughs> so America, I just want uh, okay. to, I'm sorry, this is going to take a minute, but like, we are not prepared for what 
Like I have, I have heard on, on multiple occasions from this administration that we need to know who's coming into this country. Right. And that's, I agree with them and that's fair. But if you really want to know every single person who crosses from North, from South to North across our Texas, our Southern border, if you want to uh, really like be secure about this, right. Then you're going to have to use violence. You're going to have to kill some people that, that, that works. We know that works. We've seen it work. If you gave me $20 and pointed me at a 30 foot wall, what do you think the odds are? I could figure out a way to get over that wall. Yeah. Yeah. That will, I, I can do it. Uh, so, and I, and I guarantee you, I can't trek across Mexico to that wall and these people can. So that's where I'm at. It's not a good deterrent and we're not prepared to do what it takes to really deter mass amounts of refugees from running from from bullets right you know and so what i was gonna say was it's ironic you know we brought this up earlier and and go ahead well the gun control argument right Mm -hmm. because always we hear about gun control oh well you know criminals don't obey the laws right right and i feel like the same thing kind of applies so okay so you believe that it that that a gun control law doesn't work because a criminal will just get a gun anyway because they don't care about your laws but an illegal immigrant will be stopped by a wall right mm-hmm. and, and to your point it's like no it's the wall is not the deterrent it's the threat of violence and, and my point is i'm not even sure the threat of violence would really be a deterrent because the whole point is most of these people are fleeing violence they're not walking away because right. their air conditioning went out, right? They're coming here because of mass gang violence and civil war mm. and, and things like that. And unless you literally set it up where, you know, you had, you had army rangers or with dro- sniper or, or, rifles or, 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 dro- or drones, or drones or, or, or that were lines. literally, yes. It, unless you set up a DMZ situation yeah, I gar- I, where you set up landmines and snipers and drones to just literally execute anyone that, that approached the border. What do you think? The, what do you think the rates it, are? Nothing of, wouldn't be a deterrent because it's none of it's worse than what they're coming from. How many refugees a year you figure make it from North Korea to South Korea? Yeah, not that many. I bet it's less. There's than, very, very few. I bet it's less than four digits. Yeah. A year for very, sure, very right? Yes. And it works. That works. Yes. This will not work. That's yeah. that's where I'm at on it, man. Like Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a handful a year maybe that make it across the North Korean border into and, and China so, or so South when, Korea. so when I talk and to your point about like what's where that what they're actually fleeing and why a wall won't be a deterrent. Right. I when I'm talking to someone on the other side of this of this wall, um I always ask them to think about what would it take for you to take your toddler across um a desert to a country that public very publicly does not want you there to cross into that elite what would it take for you to do that because something really bad there's probably some of those would you say that none of in the same way that you say there are no criminals in it would you say that none of those people none of them are very similar to you Right. Yeah. What, what, so that one person out of the 5,000 yeah. or 7,000, that person who is like you, yeah. what did it take for them to leave? Cause it's exactly what it would take for you to do this. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's what people aren't doing. They're not like, well, I don't yeah, know the, why the lack of empathy. Why, why are these people so different? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's the point. Statistically speaking, they're a representative sample. So, and, and, let, and so this gets to the darker part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that 
if if you believe that they're human and that they're generally the same as us, mm. then yes, it's a representative sample and some percentage of them are criminals. And then roughly the same percentage of them are good people just like they are in the US, mm. right? And therefore your point stands of they're doing this very difficult thing to go to a place that they're not wanted you know, like you said, what would you do? Well, what would force you, what would be bad enough to force you to do that? Well, that's what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what have, you, so yeah. have empathy with that. And if you did, but, it, but here's the thing, but this is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is what gets into the darker underbelly of it is then you have to conclude that if they don't, if they're not swayed by that, then they don't think that they're the same as us, that their representative sample has a lot more bad than good in it oh, than, that, well, that's, than that's, American that's, sample. That's obviously so, clear. And, yes, and, that's very, it's very clear. And that, that and, but that's the thing they don't want to admit. Right. But it's the thing that's betrayed by their talking points, which is they, if they, if you believe in statistics and you believe that these people are just the same as us as Americans are just the same as whoever, mm-hmm. Japanese, mm-hmm. Russians, Europeans, whatever then you would logically conclude that the percentage of criminals or good people is roughly the same as it would be if you took any other 5,000 people in the United States. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it shouldn't be any major concern. So the fact that you're worried about it more than with them betrays the fact that consciously or subconsciously, you don't think that that they're equal, that, that they have the same percentage of good and bad people. You might still think that there some are in fact good people, But genetically, they're predisposed, or for whatever reason, they're predisposed to be worse. So a, a gentle description of what they're fleeing is instability. It's like a super gentle version of the yeah. description. You know who really does well in, 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 in unstable environments? Uh, criminals. <laughs> yeah. So all these criminals are leaving this area where, there's, yes. where they can get away with stuff. They're coming here yes. where they're going like, yeah. to be checked yeah. out, right? Yeah. They're leaving their corrupt, drug, drug-ridden countries. To come to the United States where they can hit a military border yeah. and then go through months of screening right. and judicial proceedings. Right. This corrupt government that is going to affect... So they can come here and take advantage of our lax yeah. criminal justice system yeah. Yeah. and drug policy. What they, who they really want to get to know is ICE. Yes. Yeah. I hear they're big fans. Yeah. And so, but I do want to circle back to this because I don't... I feel like somebody if... I feel like if somebody is listening that is conservative, they may have misunderstood my point with the gun control thing. Which was to say that, you know, the same people that believe that laws don't work or that, uh, you know, gun control laws or let's say whatever, that those aren't effective deterrents against gun violence somehow believe a wall is going to be an effective deterrent. You know, you could turn that around and say like, okay, then how do you think gun control, if you don't believe the wall is going to be an effective deterrent, how do you think gun control would be an effective deterrent, right? Because there's two sides to that. But my point with that was to say that the solution in both cases is to reduce access to the problem, the root cause of the problem. And the root cause of the problem with gun violence is not mental health, is not anything like that, because our levels of violent crime in the United States, outside of homicides and gun violence, are the same as most European countries and wealthy countries. Our levels of mental health, suicide, etc., are roughly the same as ever. it's it's only gun violence and homicides where we are so much worse than the rest of the country because it's not that mental health or economics or anything like that are the problem in the United States it's that it's the guns so gun control works by attacking the root cause of the problem which is we have a lot of guns right likewise the 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 wall is not a deterrent because it doesn't the wall is not the root cause the the availability 
the openness of the border is not the yeah, problem right. with immigration. Yes, yes. It is what's causing them to come here, which is their economic unrest. A lot of which has been fueled or economic oh. or violent unrest, oh, most. which a lot most. of it, if not most, most or all of it decades of it, half a century is of it. our fault, or yes. at least we have contributed to, oh. we have contributed to through, you know, overthrowing, like again, duly elected governments and yes. putting in, you know, friendly governments all and puppets. The Cold War. All, yeah, we did it all throughout Latin America, try to overthrow communist and socialist regimes, obviously, mm. you know, the standoff with Cuba, Venezuela, things like that. I mean, you know, it doesn't get talked about a lot, but Trump, you know, it came out earlier this year that Trump was literally mulling, do, assassinating um, the guy, the leader of Venezuela now, uh, starts with an M. I forget his name. Anyway, he was considering like a military regime change in Venezuela. And it was like, okay, because that would work out well, right? Mm. We have economically sanctioned them and all that stuff. The drug problem in Mexico and most of Central America is largely a product of our drug war, mm-hmm. right? The drugs are mostly coming to the United States, you know? So. If you want to create a deterrent to immigrants coming here, mm-hmm. fix those problems. Yeah. Stop overthrowing governments and stop, you know, kowtowing to corporate interests over the democratic process in Latin American countries. Stop the war on drugs. That's the way you stop. Yes. That's the way you, you prevent 5,000 people from even deciding to walk 2000 miles or maybe we can like to actually, the border or we can put our money where our mouth is about being the best the, the, the greatest country in the world and help out some refugees yeah yeah the melting pot country or whatever let's yeah let's let's melt a little into the pot yeah uh, or or well you know so or, then, or then, spend some of the money how much money are you going to spend building the stupid wall 25 billion dollars Put $25 billion into the pockets of these refugees. Yeah. Yeah. How about, yeah. They'll be fine when they go back. Build a big city for them. <laughs> yes. Yes. They'll be fine when they go back. Yeah. Yeah. So I was reminded when I was, when we were watching that video of what, Patterson? Robertson. Robertson. Right. Right. Pat right. Robertson. Yeah. That guy. Um, I think right wing, like warmongering or like, what would you call this? The border control, like um, xenophobia. I don't have a better word than xenophobia, but like this um, border control uh, mongering, right? Okay. I don't know how to say fear it. mongering. Fear mongering, but like specifically to both of these cases, yeah, right. It's all for show. We oh no no oh I think I think people like Stephen Miller. Yeah, absolutely. They're freaking racist and xenophobic. Okay, no, no, no. I'm not saying that they don't. Okay. Okay, so I don't saying they don't want it. I don't. I, I don't think that the American people are prepared for what it will take to accomplish what these people are selling them. So, yeah, I would generally agree with that. I, I know. So I was thinking, have you ever been in a bar and had a guy? I I remember one story. I was in a bar with a guy, and um, he didn't like look at me, <laughs> and he came up to me. He started talking to me, and he I guess he was he didn't think I was taking him seriously, and he he was um, he told me. You know, you better be careful how you talk to me. I know Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I will kick your ass. Like, wow. How is that different from normal jiu-jitsu? Does it have less pubic hair? I know. I've told that joke a lot, but like it did happen. It did happen. And, And that's every time I think about how we react like internationally on these topics sounds like that guy, right? Like, yeah, 
I mean, maybe he's willing to do something to you. Maybe he's willing to say mean shit to you. Maybe we're willing to assassinate someone. Maybe we're willing to do some spy stuff. Maybe we're willing to wage a, a war for a while. But how many Indians speak English? Indian? You mean from India yeah. or Native Americans? Indian. Yeah, sorry, from no, no, from from India. How many Indians speak English? A lot of them. A lot of them. It's one of the yeah primary languages. And why do you think that is? Because uh, they were ruled by Britain. They were ruled by. They were occupied by Britain, right? So. I have this, I, I wasn't there, I have this sneaking suspicion that it wasn't not brutal when they conquered India. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, it was so, not fun. So, so the, those things like the Iraq War, I, I, I have every respect for, for what the troops did for us, but like, I, I'm not trying to demean that, but like, that is not how you conquer someone, right? You line up, you line up, if you want to, if you want to occupy a, a city and make that city safe, you line up civilians in like, and, and then shoot them down, right? That's how you pacify a population. You don't just tell them how yeah. great it's going to be when they get democracy. Right. That wasn't the goal we had when we went to Iraq. The claim was to spread democracy. Right. Right. You don't just. Well, I mean, I, I, to be fair to the neocons, and, and I'm very rarely fair to the neocons, yeah. I do think that was the thought process. I just oh, don't no, think I, they had a very good plan. I don't disagree with it. It's a, just a, in, gen, in general, it's a bad plan to show up in someone's country and then take out their, their, their uh, government and their military and then stay there and be their government and their military for a minute and then tell them how great it's going to be when they get a Starbucks. And then be surprised when they find out they don't want you there anymore. Well, also, don't spend any of the money to build the Starbucks. Yeah, quite. <laughs> That's also no, another problem, right? Sure. Part of the reason the Germany thing worked after World War II was the, we spent the J money to J build Starbucks. Japan, uh, it wasn't Starbucks. Japan too, correct? Yeah, in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were there for multiple years, not as the elected government. Right. But we were there for multiple years, and we spent oh, a lot of money. Oh, when we, have ex when we have existential crises, we know how to handle a war. We, I don't think we do anymore. I don't oh, think no, anybody's no. willing to do the investments that, that we did in, oh, in the 40s and 50s. I was, I was strictly talking brutality-wise. Like, I'm talking about to win what we want to win. What we want, oh. right? Well, even, so even then, so that becomes a problem because, obviously, World War II was the last time we had this kind of giant war like that. And since World War II, we've had the creation of the UN, and there are laws against that now. There's not, I don't think it's just, I, I don't, I think it's deeper not than laws. Not that we always follow them, I don't <laughs> think it's deep, it's deeper than laws. I think that Americans are more educated now than they, than they were in the past. Well, and, it's definitely harder to hide. Like, you know, I obviously think that, I during think Vietnam. I think we're more empathetic. And, and in Vietnam, like you were saying, they, they, they had video footage of, right. of dead bodies, of caskets. And that was really the first time. And that's even more so now. And I don't know if you heard, but there were protests in response. But, but I'll give you a counter to that and why I think it could be worse this time is because what there wasn't during Vietnam is there wasn't a counter narrative of false propaganda. I think now you see some of the things when... Now when you see something that happens in real life I, I and, and, and in fact we're going to get to it with with this with our next topic here there's immediately an entire right-wing bubble media that just says nope it's fake it what you're seeing is fake news or it's oh a false God. flag oh, or it's anything like that jesus I, I i honestly think i think the chances so your point is well taken don't talk about that. My, my, if that happened, that if we were to line up people and drones and stuff at the border and start executing people as they tried to cross the border, 
a lot of people would that would be pro- problematic and americans are not ready for that but i also think that it, you have to understand that w- what i worry about is that there is a significant enough right-wing bubble that it would be like that's doctored footage it's not real no. it, it didn't happen that way well, or this was actually footage from something else well that's a hell of a bright side so <laughs> that that's what concerns me you see what i'm saying i, I hear you um yeah, my only but yeah, that's a that's a good um, addendum because the, my 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 only point is is uh, if you really want border control, be prepared for what it's going to take. Yes, and it would be brutal because you can't be the party that makes the argument that that's how you're going to protect your home with a gun, and then tell me you're going to protect your your country with a wall, your border <laughs> yeah. with a wall. Yes. How about yes. how about all those people who want like to protect their families with guns? Eh, just use a wall. Just use a wall. Yeah. If you already have yeah, them, go go. Just go. lock your doors. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. So what's our next topic? Okay. The next topic is a whole bunch of last, terrorism last shit. Last topic. Our last topic, yes. whole bunch of terrorism shit went down this week. Whole no bunch. No kidding. Yes. It was a whew, rough week. So it started on Monday with a bomb was found in the mailbox of George Soros. Now, you know George Soros. I actually don't. Sorry. Oh, interesting. You're a liberal. I thought he was funding you. He's paying for this podcast, is he not? There's so many liberals. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So George, so have you heard of the Koch brothers? Uh, Yeah, I've heard of Koch brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So George Soros is the liberal version of the Koch brothers, except for he, in true liberal fashion, actually doesn't spend that much money. Not like the, he's not like the Koch brothers who are actually spend a lot of money to elect Republicans and are well organized and have multiple industries and multiple outlets and ways to do this. Yeah. George Soros, he's a billionaire and, uh, he has donated money to liberal causes, you know, to get Obama elected, to try to get gay marriage legalized and things like that. And so he is frequently used as a boogeyman on the right as anything that happens. It was funded by George Soros, right? I I like him already. So, so, so anytime. So for example, in the Kavanaugh, you know, when all those protesters were going to Washington, DC, everybody's like, oh, they were funded by George Soros, right? George Soros paid all those people to show up and protest Brett Kavanaugh. Ah, I vaguely recall that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? I, I don't remember it being George Soros, but I do remember that. Yeah. Yes. Or, or when, you know, Black Lives Matter is being bankrolled by George Soros, mm-hmm. things like that, right? So George Soros is a boogeyman of he's funding, especially, I guess, spending billions of dollars to just fund all kinds of projects that apparently don't work very well because liberals keep fucking losing, right? So he has been constantly derided. Uh, you know, in the last couple of years as being a funder of all these, you know, the Parkland protesters and, you know, again, Brett Kavanaugh, blah, blah, blah. So, and he was before that too, honestly. Um, so a bomb showed up in his mailbox Monday mm-hmm. and at first it was like, wow, things have gone really far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then by Wednesday, Turns out more bombs showed up at the offices of Barack Obama, mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton. And then up through Thursday and Friday, bombs showed up at, well, uh, one showed up at, C- at CNN offices, but it was addressed to John Brennan, who was the former CIA director under, uh, under Obama, and he has been critical of Trump. Uh, one was sent to Attorney General Eric Holder, 
who was the first attorney general under Obama. Mm-hmm. One was sent to, uh, actually, I think his got returned because the address was wrong, and he got returned to Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who Debbie Wasserman Schultz was the former head of the DNC, Democratic National Committee. Um, because all of, actually, all of the bombs were sent with return address of Debbie Wasserman Schultz's office. So my, my thinking there is that what he was doing was, because it turns out this guy's from Florida, and yeah. Debbie Wasserman Schultz right. is a Congress yes, member of Florida. Yes, yes, yes. So my thought was he was close to her office. So he was, he was able to send it from a post office, send these packages from a post office close to her office. Mm. And also that if you were sending a message to a democratic official from another democratic official, it would look Uh, less suspicious. Oh, it would look like a plot. Yeah. No, not that it would look like a plot. It would just look like a package. Ah, oh, you see what I'm saying? Oh, it's just one democratic official sending a letter to another democratic official. I get that. Yeah, Yeah. Now, when you see the packages, it was, they were obviously suspicious. They had too much postage on them. They had like six stamps each on them. They had radioactive the labels. On them. <laughs> no, they didn't have the labels, the labels were typed instead of written and all that stuff. It was yeah. a lot of stuff there. But anyway, uh, so Debbie Wasserman Schultz got one, but I think that was returned from the one sent to Eric, Don- or, um, Eric Holder. Uh, Maxine Waters, Congresswoman from uh, California, who has criticized Trump multiple times. And has said, for example, that you should protest and yell at these Republican congressmen in restaurants and wherever you see them. Mm-hmm. She got two. <laughs> um, and then, oh, uh, Robert De Niro got one. Oh, yeah. At his office. Mm-hmm. Because you remember a couple of months ago? I, I had forgot all about it. During the Oscars, he I said, guess, fuck Trump. <laughs> I guess he didn't forget about it. I guess he did not forget about it. So he sent one there. And I think there was someone else. I forget exactly who the last one was. Um, so anyway, all these bombs start showing up at these democratic officials, you know, offices. Mm-hmm. They finally arrested the guy, uh, yesterday. He was identified as Cesar Sayak. Um, and essentially, yeah, huge Trump super fan. Uh, they found lots of, uh, he had social media accounts yeah. and his social media accounts. He would regularly, uh, attack and threaten uh, liberals mm-hmm. and different parts of the media. Uh, so, for example, here's a tweet where he was replying to Joe Biden and he says, Peace, slime trash, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., which I did not know that was his middle name. Mm, I, uh, I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I don't even know if that's actually his real name. Yeah. But anyway, he says, You like make threats, run mouth, want to be tough guy. We unconquered Seminole tribe going answer your threats. We have airboat tour of our swamp Everglades for you. Hug your loved son, niece, wife, family real close every time you walk out your home. Just real quick. Seminole is... So Seminole is a Native American tribe in Florida. So the Florida State Seminoles. Ah, so this is their revenge. Uh, no, oh, so he's not actually Native American. So he claims that he's Native American, but he's not. Mm. His uh, his dad was Filipino and his mom was Italian, mm. I think. Mm. But for some reason, he claims that he's Native American. But essentially what this is in reference to is the Seminole tribe is the only Native American tribe that never entered a treaty with the United States and never engaged in battle with the United States. So they're considered unconquered. I would say both smart moves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's why he says unconquered Seminole tribe. But anyway, he's not Native American, so he's just making this up. I don't know. He's he's un unbalanced to say the least, obviously. And um 
you know, here's one from October 24th. One of it was his last tweet. Uh, he it's just a whole bunch of pictures uh, about Andrew Gillum, who's a Democratic congressman or, or a Democratic candidate for governor mm. in Florida. Yeah, and he says, "Oh, he's backed by George Soros," uh, and then saying, "Oh, he's gotten all this money from Soros," uh, and then basically also saying, "Like, hey." I'm going to find an Everglades for you. And you see this come up, this Everglades thing come up because he's from Florida and the Everglades are in Florida and they'll regularly find like people disappear and they'll find their bodies in the Everglades eaten by alligators. And the idea is like, that's where people, when they kill them, they dump their bodies because they know alligators will eat them. Yeah. So he, that's what he, he constantly is tweeting at these people saying like, oh, well, we'll dump, we'll find a place for you in the Everglades Mm. because we're going to dump your body after we execute you. And you would see when he would tweet at these people, he would have a picture. A lot of times it would have a picture attached to it of like a newscast that says body found in Everglades or something like that. So he was like directly threatening people on Twitter for months. Mm. Right. I wonder why his politics align with Trump's. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, Weird. I don't have anything. Well, and, and, and in fact, speaking of that, uh, there were pictures of his van that were so, so they, there's only one word for him. It's gnarly. They're, they're gnarly. There's something. There's something. I'm going to tell you that right now. So uh, so here, here's the first one. And you can see, uh, basically, he says uh, stuff about Ron DeSantis, who's the Republican governor. There's a picture of Jesus uh, doing something. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, I think this is a picture of... Is that a picture of... Uh, Mr. T, it does it does resemble. It kind of looks it like it, the but it, it's it. it's got the shine. I can't tell exactly what it is because of the the picture's blown out. Uh, he's got this thing: yes to Republican capitalist agenda, low taxes, less government, less regulations, booming economy for Florida and America, tackling illegal immigration, no to Democrat socialist agenda. Uh, no, 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 keep reading that. No, 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 read the rest of that. The, the, oh, no to Democrat socialist agenda, high taxes, big government, more regulations, failed economy. Now, I got to say, when it comes to the Democratic platform, yeah. the failed economy part. Failed economy is, is, is their weakest, is, I would say. Yes. It's hard to convince yes. us for the yes. failed economy. but Right behind um, uh, open borders and uh, socialism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. The, the, the party does need to look at that, I got to yeah, be honest. Yeah. Uh, he had... Uh, this on his van, the the swamp to be drained. Just a whole bunch of Democratic officials. Um, to his credit, he didn't group all the black people together. <laughs> I'm like, yes. You know what I mean? Like to be fair, yeah. If he did like a like a. I think his was less about racism and more about just good old fashioned fascism. That he just hates leftists, right? Yeah. Like that's the vibe that I get for him. No kidding. Um. Uh. He, here's here's a good one. Uh, my president, no path to 270 landslide. It was a 306 tsunami. Woo! Just letting you know, he only got 304 electoral votes <laughs> because two of them ended up uh, faithless electors. Uh, also, which you can see Vox mentions it there, but also 306 or 304, really what he ended up got, it was like the fifth smallest electoral margin in like the last hundred years or something like that. So like Obama in his, in 2012, in 2008, got i think it was like 380 electoral votes or something like that i think even in 2012 obama got like 330 or 340 or something like that mm-hmm. so this 306 was like not a tsunami and and 
270 landslide. No, no, no. 270 is the minimum to win. That would not be a landslide. That's literally the minimum that you need to win the election. So, but you see here, yeah, I think, oh no. So I think this is that other picture. That's just some, I think that's the Virgin Mary. Uh, hold on. From really far away, it looked no, like Mr. T. No, but I'm, gonna I'm say, not sure what that I'm is. I'm going to say Voltron. Oh, good call. I'm going to say Voltron. Good call. Mm -hmm. didn't, didn't think about that. Anyway, there's Jesus again. White Jesus, of course, not real Jesus. Uh, buy American, drive American, made in America. Toby Keith, big fan of him. Ugh. Yeah, because he, he supports Trump. Three Doors Down, also big fan of them. Really? Well, you know, because Three Doors Down performed at Trump's inauguration. Oh, right. That was so yeah. weird. Yeah, was, I know. Did you watch it? It was so weird. No. Oh. Disappointing. I was a fan of Three Doors Down back in the day, but disappointing to see him on that, on that train. But, uh, oh, also this guy that nobody knows who he is. You know who he is? Mm-mm. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. It, Lee Greenwood, the singer of 1984's I'm Proud to Be an American. Oh, gross. Because at least I know I'm free. Oh, I hate that song. <laughs> yes. So, uh, anyway, here is a, here's another, this was his passenger side window of his van. Mm. President Trump creates 20,000, 28,000 new jobs in February alone. Obama Democrats lost 286,000 jobs. Also not true, by the way. Uh, yeah. Anyway, just a whole bunch of this just nonsense, but here, here's the big one. Look, look what it says right here. Zero tolerance. Kill your enemy. And those who rob you, then take them to Everglade for gators. I think that pretty well uh, is a comprehensive uh, summary of Jesus' message. Yeah, generally speaking. Kill your and, enemies. That's what I remember. Yes. And take them to the Everglades. Mm -hmm. I totally remember that. Here is what was on his back window. So you see he's got these targets on Hillary Clinton. Uh, some liberal, I don't know what this is saying. Uh, Michael Moore, Jill Stein. I don't know who it is driving this tricycle, <laughs> but he's getting it. Uh, he's getting it. It's some Photoshop thing and he has a target on it. Dishonest media, CNN. And of course this awesome meme of Trump on a, or sorry, <laughs> Trump on a tank. Not Putinish at all. No, actually, you know, it's funny. Uh, I saw, I read today that there, it was actually a, um, uh, an interview with the guy who made that artwork. And he was saying like, Oh, I, I didn't mean that to be serious. No. And, and if you actually look at it, there are like jokes in there about trump so like on the side of that tank there's apparently uh references to all his failed businesses like trump vodka and trump steaks and stuff like that mm. and the license plate there on the front says taxation without rep or no taxation or yeah taxation without representation in reference to the fact that he doesn't have to pay any taxes yeah so like but so it's, it's like a meme against trump in some ways like the guy who made it isn't liberal he was talking about he's apolitical no, I get he it. thinks he, it's he a was, reality it, show it, it, he's tone deaf we got it yeah, yeah but this guy didn't understand and by the way this i've seen this right-wingers use that all the time because mm -hmm. they like that's what they want they want god emperor trump they literally call him that on reddit and 4chan oh that's my favorite one of the dune series god emperor god emperor of dune i always loved that title oh okay yeah well, so anyway, so that happened. That's a metal title. Yeah. <laughs> God Emperor. Yeah. yeah. So, so that happened. Um, it, so clearly this guy, huge Donald Trump fan. So Donald Trump or Donald Trump, Donald Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump comes out, he's doing a rally and he says, Hey, you know what? I condemn political violence. We, uh, we need to, he says political, he says, quote, political violence must never, ever be allowed in America and I will do everything in my power to stop it. 
he called for terrorist actions to be prosecuted and punished to the full extent of the law. Uh, then he followed that right up by saying, uh, the media has a major role to play as far as tone and as far as everything. He says, quote, we have seen an effort by the media in recent hours to use the sinister actions of one individual to score political points against me and the Republican Party. And the crowd started chanting, CNN sucks. Keeping in mind, CNN was one of the places that got a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of feeling like he's not getting it. <laughs> a little early to politicize that, right? Yes. Yeah, Why would I he mean, politicize just, it? Really? They were just, just attacked. I... Yeah. Uh, so, so that happened. Uh, he came out, I think, yesterday or today. Uh, let's see. Uh, he said, oh, so he tweeted yesterday. He tweeted at 10 a.m. Republicans are doing so well in early voting and at the polls. And now this, quote, bomb unquote stuff happens and the momentum greatly slows news not talking politics very unfortunate what is going on republicans go out and vote this quote bomb stuff is distracting huh yeah yeah i mean clearly i mean that sounds like him it's not surprising i, <laughs> if I, I would have told you that's what he was gonna say i, I just it, i mean yeah I'll be, it's a it's a conspiracy of course it's just like man how about hey democrats please conspire to just win the election yes oh my god uh, they have so many conspiracy theories about democrats running false flags i'm like have you seen democrats electoral like yeah. electoral victories they're so thin how do you think they're organized to do enough to do any of this stuff mm -hmm. they can't even win legitimate elections yeah which when the majority of americans support their platform yep yep like instead of if if George Soros, they're, they're, they're ship here's, here's an idea, okay. George Soros. If you're funding this migrant caravan, please instead spend your money to get college students to go fucking vote. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because they're legally allowed to, and they're already here. Mm -hmm. No, I'm there. The whole thing is ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, so that happened. The, Not like the shipping, like they're shipping in uh, illegal immigrants to vote. That's yeah, happened, but they're bringing yeah. them in buses. It's, instead of just instead of just. Paying for poor people and but and they still, college students, but to go they vote. still won. Like they talk about, like the, like they want to make sure that no one's like cheating or or taking advantage of the lax voting laws. Yeah. Well, they're claiming that we are. Yeah. We're still losing. We're still losing. They We're not very good at it. Every branch of government. Well, don't you remember? You know, if Republicans went, if Trump won, then it was a legitimate election. Mm. If Hillary Clinton had won, it would have been rigged. Mm -hmm. Remember, it's true. So hard to argue with that logic. Anyway, so that happened. Kazi. <laughs> that happened uh also this week i believe this happened thursday if i'm not mistaken uh a, a, essentially a man in louisville kentucky disappointing <laughs> considering my home state mm -hmm. and uh so obviously louisville in kentucky and that is really disappointing to hear about but essentially uh this man uh what's his name uh, Gregory Allen Bush mm -hmm. walked to a Kroger store in Louisville and shot two black people. And now video surveillance has shown him unsuccessfully trying to enter a predominantly black First Baptist Church in Jefferson Town, which is a, it's a township outside of Louisville. Mm -hmm. And when he couldn't get into this predominantly black church, he went to this Kroger, specifically shot two black people. And when he was leaving, uh, th this guy named Ed Harrell, he was there. 
Uh, he was waiting on his wife in the parking lot when he heard gunshots and grabbed his revolver. As he crouched down, he said he saw the gunman walk nonchalantly by with his gun with a gun by his side. He said he called out to ask what was going on, and the gunman replied, quote, Don't shoot me. I won't shoot you. Whites don't shoot whites. Mm, appeal to that. Yeah, I like it. So that happened. And, oh, the police are still saying we're not sure if there was a political motive. Okay. You keep going with that, guys. No, actually, if I remember correctly, on the Louisville and that, on that Kroger shooting, yep. they did... You're saying it wrong, but anyway, go ahead. What did I say? You said Louisville. Oh, correct. The Kroger shooting. Uh, <laughs> am I wrong to say that they actually did exchange fire? So there was... Yeah, so it wasn't that guy. It, there was another guy, because fucking oh. guns are everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a guy when he was in Kroger. Uh, so he went good, and he shot a, this guy inside guy. Kroger. A good guy with a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Started shooting back at him, followed him outside, and then, so he shot back when they got outside. That's when he shot the woman. It looks like she got caught in the crossfire. or So it's a little unclear whether he deliberately killed her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then he saw, then this other guy was like, hey, what are you doing? And then that's yeah. when he said, so whites don't shoot whites. Three out of four. Yeah. Not terrible aim. <laughs> I'm just saying, like... It, Nobody it, got him. I know. No one got him, but every single bullet that didn't get him... Yeah. Well, Thank glad no one else was in that spot. I guess. Well, except for the woman that died. Oh well, I guess I was assumed that the 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 the, the um, assailant was the one who who accidentally shot her. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that's my but point. he was shooting back at. Either he shot her deliberately. It's a little unclear. Either he shot her deliberately, or he was shooting back at the person who was shooting at him and hit her. Yeah, it's, it's talking, unclear. I, I was talking about the good guy with the gun. He, yeah, he missed. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, and then so just today, so that we're recording this on Saturday. Uh, October 27th, uh, there was uh, a, a shooting at a synagogue in Pittsburgh. I just, I'm sorry, I, I can't let it go. I can't let it go. If you're going to run your mouth about how you, um, you, you're using this gun, right? Because it's for protection, right? And the only way to stop a good guy with a gun is a bad guy with a gun. And yeah. then you miss. Yes. Expect shit for it. Yes. I'm, God damn it. Yes. Or like the other guy, you don't even shoot. <sighs> you just say... You say, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. He says, whites don't shoot whites, and then you just let him go? Yeah, hot stuff. Yeah. Right. Maybe maybe, maybe the whole good guy with a gun argument can just go away. Because mm. either you don't shoot him because whites don't shoot whites, or, you know, you miss. Mm. And someone else dies in the crossfire. Maybe he just meant the white socks. Carry on. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he meant. Yeah. So anyway, today, there was a shooting in Pittsburgh at a Pittsburgh synagogue. Shooter was, has been identified as Robert Bowers, an avid white supremacist. To be fair... This man, not known to be a Trump supporter, because he thought Trump wasn't racist enough. <laughs> he apparently, so there's some some idea that he uh, he did support Trump at one time, but essentially Trump was too close to Israel. Oh. Um, and. Uh, that'll do it. So so he, he said he wasn't extreme enough. Gotcha. Essentially. <clears throat> so, but what he did is he went into a synagogue on Saturday. Uh, he, some people have reported that he said all Jews need to die. As he as he went in, he ended up killing eleven people. Six more were injured, including I think uh, four officers. Uh, he has a history of making anti-Semitic remarks on social media on the social media site Gab, which is like a, an alt-right version of Twitter. And I wish we wouldn't just say alt-right. They're just fucking. Alt- they're just right-wing. They're just fascists. They're Nazis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's where they go. Uh, so just before he went into it, actually, he's he uh, he posted on the social network. Uh, H-I-I-A-S, which is, um, uh, I think it's the Hebrew Immigration Assistance 
service, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it's Hebrew. Immigrant. They provide humanitarian aid. And yeah, but they, yeah, they provide assistance refugees. Yeah. So he, he said on Gab earlier today, he says, HIAS likes to bring invaders in that kill our people. I can't sit by and watch my people get slaughtered. Screw your optics. I'm going in. And he went into this uh, man of conviction synagogue and shot him. Um, and so, yeah, so that happened. Um, Trump had not such a great thing to say to it. Oh, uh, no, it he it, said something. Oh, so it, it started out not too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was saying, so he said, okay, so he was quoted as saying, it's a terrible, terrible thing. What's going on with hate in our country, frankly, and all of the world and something has to be done now as to what that something means. He later said that we need to bring the death penalty back in vogue. Mm. He also asked what should happen uh, in terms of gun control laws. And he says, uh, he said that gun control wouldn't have worked. He said, quote, if they had had some kind of protection inside the temple, maybe it could have been a very much different situation. Mm. So more guns. We should put security guards in all the synagogues and churches with armed, armed guards. Um, Cause you know, Nothing says church like a, like a armed guard. Armed guard. Um, yeah. And then he, you know, there was another little thing that, that came, came out later. So he was going to a future farmers of America convention to speak. And, um, he was kind of talking about how, uh, he was giving a, a speech or he was giving a press conference outside and it was raining and his hair got wet. So he thought he would, he might have to cancel his speech because his hair got wet. Oh, not because there was a shooting at a synagogue, mm. but because his hair got wet well, while he was giving a press conference about this. Well, he's not, he's not lazy like Obama. He just doesn't just cut it like real short like that. Yeah. So. so it's getting violent. That's neat. It's getting violent. It's, and, and I think it would be really, it would be, it would only be frightening. This, 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 uh, pattern, yep. this like, escalation yep. would only be frightening if, uh, if perhaps like a prominent political figure had like Said. suggested, you know, explicitly suggested, you know, locking some politicians up or, uh, yeah. you know, attacking journalists or yeah. like, let's say hypothetically, yeah. if you will, he said, the press is the enemy of the people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. That would be problematic. You could see how that could incite someone mm-hmm. to commit violence, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Or if he had like maybe financially, uh, um, incentivized people to commit acts of violence, like, yeah. you know, like offering to pay for their legal fees. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Then it would be worrisome. No, no American you know? president would do that. So. But I think the important thing to keep in mind here is that is to keep our eyes on the real problem which is uh, liberals banging on the doors of the uh, Supreme Court and being mean to people in restaurants. They're animals. Mobs. Yeah. Violent mobs. Violent mobs. Yeah. Violent mobs. Yeah. So I think this was ultimately the point I kind of wanted to get to this, which is, you know, okay. So I mentioned earlier, I did another podcast and I did it last year. Mm -hmm. And we did an episode after the, um, the shooting Remember, so there was a former Bernie Sanders volunteer that shot at the GOP baseball practice yeah, and, and ended up hitting that one um, Congress member. Yes. So when we talked about this on our podcast last year, my part, my, the, the point that I made there was like, look, 
Bernie Sanders has never specifically called for violence, never condoned violence. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't hold your breath. Yeah. I know. Um, you know, he's, he's never done any of that stuff. He's never, for example, suggested that he would pay legal fees, said that, oh, he wishes for the gold days where we could punch, get him punch, out, of, they, they take him out of stretcher, you know, never called the press enemy of the people, stuff like that. But I was being super legitimate and being fair and saying like, Hey, Bernie Sanders does often talk about political establishment and a rigged system and stuff like that. And I could see how there's an A to B path to somebody believing that violence is their only resort if they think that democratic means aren't working. And my point was that Bernie Sanders, while he doesn't call for violence, doesn't condone violence, when he talks so much about rigged systems and political establishment and stuff like that, he does foment such a distrust Mm -hmm. that it could be taken in a bad place by someone who was... Oh, it can it's already a, had problems. I hear you, yeah. right? Yeah, incentivize action. I'm there, and I feel like an idiot now because you know what I was doing. I was attributing good faith arguments to people who are acting in bad faith, and because here is the thing: this is what they do to take advantage of this. Because I'm trying to have a nuanced discussion about I think Bernie Sanders should talk less about establishment and just try to get his ideas out there. Mm-hmm. And how he should be, and and I still believe that Bernie Sanders. If I'm if I'm having an intellectual discussion with leftists, right, who are having good faith discussions, uh, I generally make the argument that I don't like Bernie Sanders' rhetoric in a lot of ways. I don't like his reactionary ways that that he reacts to criticisms of his policies and things like that. Because I do think he has there are legitimate criticisms. I don't like the way the a lot of Bernie slash the kind of leftist cultists, uh, the way they respond to criticisms of policies and and legitimate questions around how effective is Medicare for all, how, you know, how plausible is it, things like that. But the thing that I, the reason I feel stupid is because we're we're playing an unlevel playing field where the right, it it plays into their hands. Me having trying to have that nuanced, legitimate, good faith discussion is playing right into their hands about false equivalents mm. that there are violent people on both sides. Mm-hmm. And literally, Trump several months later after we had that discussion, it was the the Charleston or Charlottesville, yeah, where there are good people on both sides, mm-hmm. right? And there's violence on both sides. And the fact of the matter is, the violence is overwhelmingly from one side. In the United States. Mm-hmm. And we have legitimate data on this. So this is data from the Cato Institute. And this is tracking. And Cato Institute, by the way, very conservative organization. <laughs> very much a conservative organization. Right-wing organization funded by the Koch brothers. Ironically, they legitimately are funded. In fact, it used to be the Charles Koch Foundation <laughs> before it was renamed Cato Institute. Um, and he's still on the board, but nonetheless, oh my God, the 15 unknown other, I bet they're fucking furious. <laughs> no one, I have no idea why they did it. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote it on tissue paper. So, so they, they Spread have it on feces all over the wall. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. So they have, they compiled a list of all deaths by ideology from 1992 through 2017. Now, 
3,085 of them came from Islamist terrorism. Obviously, keeping in mind that almost 3,000 of those came on 9-11. Mm-hmm. So, came from one event. Yeah. Right. Uh, 219 were nationalist and right-wing. 23 were left-wing. And 15 were the unknown other. Mm-hmm. So, right-wing ideology accounted for 10 times as many deaths from 1992 to 2017. And in fact... The Government Accountability Office looked at all violence and deaths from September 12th, 2001 through December 31st, 2016. So, so they essentially, they're taking out everything after 9-11 mm. because 9-11 is such an anomaly. Mm-hmm. And, and also, this also takes out um, the Oklahoma City bombing, which was a right-wing bombing, right? Mm. Timothy McVeigh in 1995. So this takes that out too. So it takes out these two huge outliers for right wing and Islamists and just looks at from nine 11 to end of 2016. And what they found no deaths attributed to left wing violence. Mm. Um, and, and due to Islamist Islamist victims, 106 or sorry, no, that's right wing, right wing violence. Yeah. Right wing and nationalist. So racism, anti-government, whatever, 106 victims and 62 incidents. Islamist, uh, 119 victims, 23 incidents. Mm. So slightly more victims, right? 119 versus 106. But that's due to the fact of the Orlando nightclub shooting. 49. You want to know what's really spooky? Is that a lot of uh, 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 people who are really weird about, um, you know, Muslims, right? Yeah. Like, uh, they... Um, it's interesting that right-wing extremists and uh, Islamist extremists are killing people in the same numbers for the same reasons. Yeah. No, if you, if you like, yeah. so I, I've, that, that's what like, I've heard about I, I always find it interesting that we separate Islamists from right-wing because I'm like, the Islamists are right-wingers, mm-hmm. right? They say, but they, they're fractured because they hate each other. Right. If you ask why they, why, like why we deserve to die, they'll bring up gay marriage. Yes. And so will right-wingers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see some of the same things, right? And some of the same reason, because they give a summary of the incident in this government accountability office report. And by the way, the government, this is a government accountability office report. That's a government agency in the Trump administration that put this out in 2017. Mm-hmm. So I'm using conservative sources here, not using liberal sources to point out that in this case, yes, Islamist deaths slightly outnumbered yes. right wing deaths, right. but that's because half of them came in that one shooting yep. in Florida. And even then I have a problem with it being considered Islamist because the guy he said it was for ISIS and all that stuff. And so I guess you have to, yeah. but there was a substantial amount of evidence that came out around the time that like, there were people said like, Oh, he was a regular at this gay nightclub. Mm. And that's okay. a lot of right wing crazies are also secretly gay. Yeah, I know. But like, it, it just leads to believe that he, if it could have been, but there was a lot of ideas that maybe he was uncomfortable. Like he was refusing his own sexuality and this is just the way he decided to do it. So yeah. It, it was unclear that he actually had any firm links to ISIS, even though he said it was for ISIS. That's you true. I would say that's true of all ISIS, though. Well, no, that, not really. That, that you don't think that they're at all motivated by sexual insecurity. Oh, oh, I thought you meant that, like they were their all lives in bags. Yes, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but you see, in terms of number of incidents, Islamist twenty-three and right-wing sixty-two, so more than double. Yeah, <laughs> almost tripled the incidents. So, and then, and by the way, the same report. And I'll read a legitimate quote from it. 
so during this period from September 12, 2001 and December 31st, 2016, this is a direct quote from this, from this report during this period, no persons in the United States were killed in attacks carried out by persons believed to be motivated by extremist environmental beliefs, extremist animal liberation beliefs, or extremist far left beliefs. So the government, the Trump government put out a report last year saying the vast majority of terrorism, politically motivated terrorist attacks are right wing. Mm -hmm. Almost the majority of deaths are from right wing terrorists. Mm -hmm. And there's no recorded deaths from left wing. Hashtag we did it. (laughs) And so, and so here's the thing when, and I, and I saw this coming up constantly this week with these bombings. And now with the shootings, people were like, Trump has to tone down this. This is a direct result of Trump and the things that he's saying and him promoting this rhetoric. And it's the right wing is becoming a major problem. As you see from the government accountability office, it's literally three times as many terrorist attacks in this country in terms of incidents as Islamists. And and actually if now, if you count these, the 11 people that died today Mm -hmm. and that now it's, it's the majority of deaths. Yeah. Right. And now, also, to be fair, proportionately speaking, Muslims are only about 1% to 2% of the population. So it's still disproportionately mm-hmm. Islamist relative to population size. Yeah. But if you compare right versus left, it's vastly disproportionate considering there's nothing from well, the left. It's infinitely more. <laughs> yeah, infinitely more. There's literally no deaths attributed to left-wing violence. So, guys, grab your guns, get out there. Let's let's show them what we're made of. Let's. No, I'm kidding. No, do don't that. do that. Do don't do that. that. Don't even do joke about that. that. No, I know. don't even joke about that. They'll they'll um, clip it and it'll be bad. But this is so. But I guarantee you. I guarantee you that. I know that it, it seems like a crude joke to make, but at the same time, I guarantee you that, con- that, that, that conservative, there are, we will hear conservatives make the suggestions, this is sound crazy, but we're going to hear it. This, this, we'll hear them make suggestions that, you know, the reason that's higher is because uh, people on the right are more motivated and people on the left are lazy. <laughs> wow. You would be, you would be like that. You, you think there's a zero. That's a heck of a place to go. You're 0% sure that's going to happen. No, uh-huh, no, right, but I mean, that's right, a heck of a place to go. Right. Yeah. Hmm. But so, so this is my point though. I, I feel stupid now making that because this is the, th- it's the same debate. We have the free speech nonsense. You get these stupid fucking people like, sorry, but Dave Rubin, mm-hmm. who's just a fucking idiot. And he goes out there talking like, I believe in free speech. And this is why I can't be part of the left anymore because they're fascists and they don't care about free speech. And I'm like, you're an idiot. And I don't think you're acting in bad faith. I think you're just stupid. But I think the people that you're falling in line with are acting in bad faith. They don't care about free speech. Right. They are taking advantage of the fact that liberals care about free speech and try to have a good faith discussion about the importance of deplatforming and intimidation and protest versus allowing people to speak. You're taking advantage of that to suppress protest. Right. And that's exactly what Trump is doing now by talking about violent left wing mobs and this Democratic mobs and stuff like that. And talking about Antifa. Antifa hasn't killed anybody. We literally have a body count for right wings. They killed Heather Heyer. Mm -hmm. They killed 11 people today. They sent bombs to almost a dozen Democratic officials. We have verifiable, legitimate data, body bags to attribute to this movement 
And I hate when people go around saying like, well, there's violence on both sides. And, and even Chuck Schumer, the leader, Democratic majority or minority leader in the Senate, with the day after, so this is before all this other stuff happened, the day after the bomb was found in George Soros's apartment or his mailbox, he literally quoted or tweeted a picture. He had two pictures and it was a picture of the headline of bomb found in George Soros's mailbox. And then a picture of a headline of uh, Kevin McCarthy, who's the house minority or the house majority whip. Uh, there was an article that a window was broken at his office mm. and he tweeted both of these things out and said, we have to, there's, there's a violent or there's extremists on both sides and we have to have civility. Oh, scathing. And I'm like, and, and I literally quote treated, I was like, Chuck Schumer, how the fuck have you been a politician for so long and are so bad at it? Because you were doing it. You were creating, you are feeding the right wing narrative that it's a false equivalent and you know better. And of course, as we were proven, turns out that guy didn't just send one bomb mm -hmm. to George Soros. He sent a whole bunch of bombs to a whole bunch of different yep, people yep. because all the people that attacked Trump, mm -hmm. <laughs> like there is not an equivalence here. No. And all the people saying we have to be civil and we can't, you know, yell at people when they're having dinner. And I'm like, wait, how are you going to talk to me about civility when your president is going out there saying Democrats are, are violent mobs mm -hmm. that he will pay people's legal fees if they punch someone? Right, that we should lock up political opponents without trial just because of things we said they did. Mm -hmm. Because he's done it now, not just with Hillary Clinton, but also did it with Diane Feinstein. For what? Because <laughs> she had a letter from a woman who accused another guy of sexual assault, and she didn't say anything about it until somebody else mentioned it. And so we're going to lock her up, and you're going to talk to me about civility? Fuck you. <laughs> That's what I say to that. Are you kidding me? Take your civility and shove it because it's in bad faith. And I'm sick and tired of playing this false equivalence bullshit. And I think this week is proven. Do not play the false equivalence bullshit. There is a clear trend in violence. And it's coming from the right wing. And you have to address it. And importantly, the thing to address here, this is not making a statement about conservatives are more prone to violence than liberals or anything like that. I'm not making that claim. Mm -hmm. I would be interested to see data on it, but I'm not making that claim because I don't know. Mm -hmm. But here's what I can say. When Antifa goes out and they get in a two-way fight, by the way, they get in a fight with other fascists. There's two people in that fight, right? Yeah, right. right, right. But when they do that, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, they don't come out and say, I'll pay your legal fees. No. Nope, or good job, right. guys. That's right. They come out and say, no, 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 don't get violent. You know, you, you follow any kind of liberal media, Tom Hartman, Young Turks, uh, David Pakman, Majority Report, you know, even Sam Harris, right? None of them will come out and say that this is, well, Sam Harris will <laughs> make a false equivalence, I think, a lot of times that Antifa is this no, huge threat. I, no, he is, no, 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 absolutely not. Okay, I, don't, I hesitated to mention it because I don't want to no, get into no, this no, discussion. No, but it's, it is, in this case, quite the opposite. Yeah, but anyway... No, nobody will come out and say like, yes, Antifa should be beating these people up. You know, Antifa should be getting, no, nobody says that. Right. Even when, when, you know, Black Lives Matter protests and those have sometimes caused property damage. Right. Mm. 
nobody comes out and says like, good job. Good job, guys. Right. But on the other side, you literally have Trump sitting here saying, I will pay your legal fees if you knock this guy out. I long for the days when people could, when protesters could be taken out on stretchers. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Just Lock punch, her up. Just punch him right in the face. Yep. That's what they, he said that. Yes. No, 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 I'm there. Stop making this a false equivalence. This is not a false equivalence. There is, there is not, there is a false equivalence. There is not an equivalence here and we have to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm there. Recognize the problem that there is a problem with violence in the right wing. It has been accelerating. The Anti-Defamation League came out today and said there has been a more than a 10% increase in anti-Semitic uh, attacks since 2016. This is a real problem. The violent mob is not on the left. The violent mob, where it exists, is, is on is, the right. Is and it is being flamed by Donald Trump. So stop talking to me about civility and liberals stop falling into the trap. I a thousand percent agree. I, um, I would think I'd like to make the point that, um, or bring up gun control again in relation to this. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's not, it's, it's pretty fair to say, and I don't even think they'd be ashamed of it that, uh, well, right wingers are in general in support, not in support of gun control. They, they often yeah. make the argument of good guy with a yep. gun versus bad guy with a gun. Uh, and when we, compa- when we uh, compare the uh, acts of terrorism or of, of, from the left wing versus from the white right wing, yep. right, it's not super surprising to me that the part, that people affiliated with the party of gun control uh, aren't the ones shooting up churches. <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I don't, generally speaking. I don't, it's not a surpri- as surprising as maybe it should be. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I just can't get it out of my head that if everybody just stopped owning guns, right? Or if most people were like not, or in support of gun control, we yeah. would know who the bad guy with a gun was. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you can look to Japan, right? Where it's really, really difficult to get a gun. And they had like three gun homicides last year. And it worked in Australia. Yeah, well, they still have a decent amount, of, but they still had a good amount of guns before then. Oh, no, that's so my point. It's like, is, is the, they, is, they decreased dramatically. But actually, to be fair, and if we ever talk about gun control, we're going to do this. The data on Australia, because their gun, their homicide rate was declining already. So it's actually a little difficult to tell how much of it was attributed to the gun buyback. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's actually statistical evidence that it's suicides. Like there's a there's a actually a stronger link between suicides and gun ownership than homicides. I, be, I, I believe that. So there's a strong link that that making guns less available decreases suicide deaths, it's which e- are the majority it's, it's, of gun it's, deaths. Uh, it's easier to get. It's more. It's easier to get into a depressed mood than a homicidal mood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, but I, I do think you know what I want to say to this is um, the point that you're making is is important in terms of. I think it's important for illustrating how the parties or how the sides uh, have diverged and polarized over time. Mm. So I, I kind of alluded to earlier, I'd be interested to see the data on conservatives versus liberals being more or less violent, right? But I think it's important that I'm not trying to insinuate that I actually think conservatives are more violent than liberals because you, all you have to do is go back to the sixties and seventies and the majority of violence in the United States was left wing. It was anti-war 
um, pro civil rights, um, you know, environmental things like that. That legitimately was a thing in the sixties and seventies. And obviously, you can look through history and see leftist economic. Yeah, uh, I just, has I just I just I think that's I think that's uh, a, a, honestly it's a silly silly analogy. I think it's a false equivalency. I I know in the sixties. I know, no, I'll be I'm gonna be real with you guys. Really, you're not gonna agree with this, but mm-hmm. hey, conservatives, it, the next time um, a bunch of liberals get together and hang uh, an old white man from a tree, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, you go ahead and feel free to get a little violent about it. I, yeah. I understand, right? The, the, yeah. the '60s was a different animal. Yeah, it right? was. I, I, we I totally were argue, agree. We were arguing about we're not. We were arguing about whether people were criminals. We yeah. were arguing about whether people were people. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I, no, I, 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 and whether I, they deserve to be able to get married and sit in water and have educations and not be lynched. I don't know if you're. Yeah. I mean, if 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 violence has any place. Yeah. When you tell someone they're not a person, it might be yeah. there. Well, and also, I think even when you look back in the 60s and 70s, it, it you know, saying the majority of it belies the fact that so many of those executions and lynchings and things like that in the South went, oh, we don't know what caused it. We didn't find the killer, so we don't know what their motivation was. And it was like, well, you know what their motivation was. You probably know who the killer was. You just didn't want to find them. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of that happening. But either way, d- to the point... It wasn't like it has been for the last 15 years where, you know, the government is literally saying there's no deaths attributable to left-wing extremism. There was violent leftist Uh, terrorism in the 60s and 70s. And obviously you can look through history and say economic leftists have a history of becoming, you know, not a history of becoming violent like it's a trend, but like it has happened, right? Obviously socialism, communism, things like that have typically been autocratic. But my point is to say, so if you're looking on the economic spectrum, I don't know if there's anything left, right, economically that tends you to be more or less violent. Um, but I think what you've seen happen since the 60s and 70s and since the post-civil rights is the way the parties have realigned in terms of the, the right wing and the conservative movement in the post-civil rights era has consolidated the authoritarians. And we literally have ways to measure it. And there was all kinds of data that came out around Donald Trump's election that said people that voted for Donald Trump and people that were conservative are more likely to be authoritarian and people who are leftists are less likely to be authoritarian. It used to be more evenly distributed because authoritarian is not necessarily tied to economic, right? Mm -hmm. And the parties used to be aligned economically. So you had... Republicans who they were generally united on economic principles, but there were liberal social liberal ones and social conservative ones. And then likewise in the Democratic Party, it was progressive economics in the wake of the New Deal and, you know, government spending, things like that. And there were a lot of racist Democrats in the South. Most of them were. And there were liberal Democrats in the North, obviously. And you know, but post civil rights, they have split and all the authoritarians and nationalists have gone into the Republican party mm-hmm. and then everyone else has stayed in the democratic party and everyone has. So, so even I think you have, I think this is why the democratic party gets so fractured on economics is because the, Demo- the left has become a catch all for people who aren't authoritarians. Yeah. And that spans a wide range of economic people. Mm. And the right is more concentrated on economics, not because there aren't, economically progressive people in that movement there absolutely are all you have to do is look at what some of these neo-nazi groups like the traditionalist worker party they're going out and they're spending money and they they believe in government support but they 
economics are a secondary concern to them to the nationalism and the authoritarianism. Hmm. So they convene on a very, they can maintain their solidarity on economics because it's not their primary goal. It's the primary goal of the rich people and they use the social issues as a way to make that happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. So, but my point is authoritarian authoritarianism has coalesced in the modern right wing and conservative movement. And again, you can see this verifiably measured through they, they do studies and they ask people for authoritarian markers, like, you know, what is your strength? What is your belief in democracy? <laughs> things like that. But also things like, do you think it's fair to punish your child? You think it's right to punish your child in a corporate corporal way, racial markers, you know, things like that. And it has been coalescing in the right wing, the conservative movement in the U S and I think what we're seeing now is a manifestation of that. I don't find that surprising at all. I mean, uh, you tell me that the the most deeply religious group of people, right. Are the most pro authoritarian, right. The one who have a celestial dictator, right. Yes. I I mean, I'm not, and they have to take everything on faith Mm -hmm. Yeah, without question for it. Yeah. And I, and I, so I think what we're seeing now is that there's not necessarily anything conservative that inclines you to be violent. But what has happened is the conservative movement has been taken over by authoritarianism and authoritarianism is definitionally violent. And Trump is the definition of that because Trump is not historically socially conservative. Clearly he is not historically he's not ideologically conservative economically he's governing that way sounds, but again this, because this it's not his primary like, this thing this sounds a lot like someone else i can't remember someone who was like they were like super on the left super on the right and they're like back and forth and they who was that i don't know i don't know what you're talking I think about he spoke german i'm not sure anyway carry on <laughs> called himself a socialist maybe yeah, yeah, and a yeah, nationalist and a nationalist yeah yeah, yeah well yeah. trump has gotten halfway there he said he's a nationalist mm, so mm-hmm. he, that was another thing that came out this week. there's so much news coming out this week we had totally just ignored the fact that the new york times did a bombshell report where they're like hey we have evidence that trump cheated on taxes and we just moved on ah we already knew that's the thing. Yeah. It's so unbelievable. They're avalanching us with so much bullshit. Yeah, that's that's how Putin works too. I, exactly. Exactly. How about that? Yeah, how about that? How about that? All right. Is that the cheery note we're going to end on? I feel like it. it we've right. gone for a long time. All right. Before we do housekeeping, I got one thing. I got one thing. I got okay. One thing, right. And it's. I just. I just. If you. If you don't mind. Yep. I take a moment to say something to the bomber. Okay. Right. I'm worried where this is going to go. What? No, trust me. Um, okay. What was his name again? Cesar Sayak. Oh, okay. Uh, Cesar, hi. I hope you're not listening. Way to go, Butterfingers. All right. <laughs> what? Next time, bring your A game. Yeah, actually, yeah. it's yeah. fun. I remember reading a report that you're, like you're not just a nationalist terrorist; you're an incompetent, incompetent one. Yes, yeah, yes. I remember. I remember reading an article they were talking about like, well, this wasn't a hoax. I think he meant to do this, but he just didn't do it very well. Yeah, no I think kidding. he meant for these to blow up, but he didn't do it very well. Ugh. He didn't know what he was doing. Ugh. It's like you know what's worse than a racist? A colorblind racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like, geez, I mean, it's like what's worse? Uh, what's worse than a bomb maker? Right. A, you know, yeah. a dumb bomb maker. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> yeah. So you guys get to, I mean, your party has the most terrorists and they're incompetent. So way to go guys. So it'd be way worse if they were confident. Think about that. Oh my God. Well, and actually that brings up, a, that brings up my last point that I'm going to make. 
think about this. Mm-hmm. Think about this rash of violence that we had this this week, mm-hmm. and, and what we've had leading up to this. You know, whether it was Charlottesville, things like that. Obviously, like I said, ADL has said there's been a rise of tax in general. We haven't even gotten to the midterm elections yet. No, I bet it. I bet it gets worse right up until the moment. I bet it happens tomorrow. I bet it gets crazier what, and crazier. What I'm worried about is what happens if the blue wave actually does come and Democrats win back majority of the House and let's say win back the majority of the Senate. What, what's Trump going to be saying then? What, what are his supporters going to think? Are, he's now trained them, even when they have unified control of government. They're so mad at Democrats that they're sending them bombs. Uh, if we know, I, I'm not worried about that. If uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I really am very patriotic on this issue. And it's, and I really do believe that, that, I mean, the, that Congress has the power of the, it's, 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 it's what has the most power in our government of the three branches. Right. I do think that if he went, if he got real weird after when the Democrats had Congress, I do think that they would have enough support to, to, um, um, impeach. No, but what I'm worried about is the violence that would ensue. Mm. Like, like, okay, imagine the violence that we've taken now, and, and Republicans Good. still have majority control, and their brainwashing is so severe that they actually think there's a red, red wave coming, Good. that they're going to increase their support. Imagine what happens if there's a blue wave that happens, and then Mueller comes out and says, hey, I recommend impeachment because here's some right. evidence no, of no, some no, sh- totally, shady shit. Totally. What are the people going to do then? I, I, they, they might get violent, and I hope, I hope so. Good. I don't. Yeah. Why would you hope so? Because I want to know who these people are. Put yeah, but in, then other people are going to get hurt. I know. Obviously, I don't want that. I'm just saying, like, at least we'd know who it was. We can put them in jail. Which is one more of the incompetent ones that can't make functional bombs. Yeah. 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 yeah the ones that, yeah. Yeah. That, anyway, that's the thing that concerns me. We're, we haven't even gotten to the midterms yet, and then we're already seeing this. What's going to happen? What's Trump going to say if he loses loses control of Congress mm. and then Mueller comes out with some shit? Mm. I bet it will be even keeled. <sighs> Man. I almost feels like we shouldn't have elected him. Uh, no, no way. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Kind of feels like we didn't. Anywho. <laughs> I know, right? Like, that's uh, the thing. Uh, <laughs> he lost no. by two million votes. You know who else didn't win the popular vote? Anyway. Um, so that's it. For this episode, yep, it was a long episode. We talked about a lot of stuff, but man, a lot of stuff happened. Mm-hmm. This was a big ass week, and you know what? I'm going to give you guys a, a, a little bit of a behind the scenes here. This wasn't even what this episode was supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about healthcare. We were supposed to be about healthcare. I have 13 pages of notes and three dozen links mm-hmm. to talk about, and I spent weeks getting gathering all this data. That's why we didn't do an episode last week. That's why we spaced it out. But there's just so much that happened, and it turns out we just found out that. Healthcare is fine, apparently, in America. So <laughs> nobody knew it could be no, so complicated. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll get to healthcare at some point. I think next week we're going to try to do a special episode about elections. There's a lot of elections coming up, a lot of close ones, including in our current state of Indiana. Joe Donnelly is up for re-election. Mm. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, Mike Pence's brother is up for election. Uh, yeah, Donnelly's up by three points, and there's a libertarian guy's got like eight points, and they always pull more Republicans than Democrats. Yeah, it'll be okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm th- I'm hoping I'm going to hold my nose and go vote for Donnelly. Mm. But I saw an ad today where he said, build the wall. And that really pissed me off. Yeah, no kidding. So thanks. Thanks, Democrats. Mm. All right. Anyway, uh, so that'll be next week. We're going to try to talk about some elections and some of the shenanigans going on in Georgia, for example. 
so tune in for that. And until next week, uh, as always, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, the audio version on all the things, iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast. You can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash don't call me political. You can get a direct RSS link if you have a different podcast reader. Contact us, leave a comment, or send us an email at don't call me pretentious at gmail.com. And until next time, see you guys later. Bye.